a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in fury. An anomaly, properties undiscernible. To this week on The Million Dollar Plan, we are talking Thanksgiving. Yeah, I know. It's a week early. Don't care. Uh, here's the thing. It's my favorite holiday of the year. And it is the one day of the year that we step back. We, we gather some perspective about our lives and, and we are grateful and we are thankful and it's a really great feeling, especially if you're not talking politics at the Thanksgiving table with your family. So what I want to talk about today, a couple different things. Number one, we're going to talk about Thanksgiving. We're going to talk about how to keep that gratitude going, just as New Year's Day sometimes can be this catalyst to change for us. Uh, I want Thanksgiving to be a catalyst of gratitude. Uh, and so we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about Black Friday and how that plays into all of this. And we're also gonna talk about how to declutter your life to bring more gratitude. Yeah, it's a little, it's a thinking man's edition of uh, the Million Dollar Plan or a thinking lady. Hey, Nicole. Hello. How are you? Good, how are you? So Nicole, um, you and I have been talking about this and you said something yesterday in pre-production that was really interesting. Not that it wasn't the only interesting thing you said. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do. Okay. You said it's not like you only love your significant other on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Totally true, right? Yeah. I mean, I do. that's the way I feel about my wife. But I mean, yes. for, for most people. I'm for kidding. everyone else. We're but, all. That's right. So I, I think what ends up happening is with Thanksgiving, sort of modern Thanksgiving, as opposed to, you know, the, the fable that is Thanksgiving. <laughs> do you think it really went down that way? I don't know. See, and I feel yeah, I, I feel icky about it. Really, I, the more when you're like what first, second grade, like you, you know, it's lovely. Yeah, it's a fun, like friendly story. But then you get into like your upper high school classes, and you kind of learn a little bit deeper. You're like, this took a dark turn. Seems like a forced dinner. It, <laughs> it's like going to your in-laws. <laughs> you know, what if the what if the Native Americans felt like they're just going to their just in-laws? Going house? to their in-laws. They're like, oh. Thanks for having us. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I think what we want to make sure what happens on Thanksgiving is that we can continue the gratitude. So here's where I'm going with this. Thanksgiving really is this day where you try to make not everything perfect, but you accept whatever your reality is as perfect, right? I mean, you, you sit down, you, you're, you're sharing great food, it's special food prepared, you, people you don't see all the time are there. And in, in, in some families, I know in my family, you go around the table and you say, you know, what are you thankful for right now? And I just think back over the late, even the last 20 years of my adult life, the things I've said and how they've evolved. I mean, clearly that's some degree of maturity. But, but that's what Thanksgiving is. It's this idea where you sort of ground yourself and you say, all right, let's just, let's, let's get out of the bustle. Let's get out of the rat race. Is it the ant race or the rat race? What the is rat it? rat race. Well, there's ants marching. That's Dave oh, yes. Matthews. Ants, and then the rat race was a movie, right? Okay, yeah. yeah it's yeah. pop culture. Oh, <gasps> Ants Go Marching was, uh, fun fact, yeah? my sorority recruitment first round song. <laughs> Go Kayo. I'm going to be honest, and this is going to sound callous. I'm pretty sure no one in the world cares <laughs> about that. <laughs> like, literally no one. I just have to say fun fact. No, I think it's great, though. 
so it's the day that you just step out of the rat race, right? And and, and the ants marching to Nicole's sorority song, yeah. right? That that's the day you do it. And then what happens? Then what happens is Black Friday, the day that is the black spot on our soul. So, Nicole, at one point in time, Black Friday wasn't what we know it to be. No. I've been doing a little research. A little research. Here's what I know. Yes. Sort of came around in the 1950s. There's been some version of Black Friday since the 1950s. And really what it was, it was based out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Hmm. So the Army-Navy football game, always they always play the game um, the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. And so a lot of visitors would be in town in Philadelphia for this game. And the streets of Philadelphia, that's a Bruce Springsteen song. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? Uh, what would happen is the, the streets would be so packed that, that locals would call it Black Friday, not for any sort of strange race things, no. but because it was just like their city was inundated with visitors. Yeah. So, like that's how I sometimes feel. Like when I when I'm in a crowd or, or there's a large number of people, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I don't. Yeah, no. uh, this is a black mm-hmm. moment for me. So that's how it started. Well, then what started happening was uh, local people said, wait a second. Just like the modern visitors convention bureaus of today, if we have all these people bringing uh, money into our city, let's get that money, right? Let's have sales. Let's have all these different things. And so that's that's what became the first part of Black Friday. And then what started happening, those sales started catching hold uh, across the country. And by 1985, Black Friday was was a phrase that mm, some people had heard of, but it by no means was the version of what it is today. That didn't really happen until around 2004. I know that sounds crazy. And Nicole, you were still like six years old. I'm trying to think. I'm like, okay, so I was in fourth grade. Oh, my God. No. Nine. I was 10. Yeah. <sighs> I was... T- <laughs> let's not go... Okay, so t- 2004, and, and that's when it started turning into something. That's when it started turning into, I'm going to camp out. Stores started opening super early as opposed to uh, like eight. And then they started moving to seven and six and five and four. And then, as you know, uh, it, it moved on to midnight. Yeah. And then it's moved to Thanksgiving Day. And here we are. And, and here we are. So I, I think what is interesting about all of this is if, if you take the two days in which we are the most opposite back to back of any other day in the year, and, and actually we should think through this, but here's my point and then we'll think through it. <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving, you're as grateful as you're going to be the entire year. Most people, I'm speaking in generalities today, so don't email me like, not me. Okay, great. I'm going to delete your email. Number two, uh, then on, on Friday, if you are part of that Black Friday movement, right? If you're the person that goes out at 4 a.m. and punches a person so you can get a Tickle Me Elmo, like that is you at your worst. Is there any day, Nicole, that you can think of where on one day you have one spirit and on the next day it is the polar opposite spirit? No, it's Thanksgiving and Black Friday. I think it's so, it's such a black and white. 
it's not like on Valentine's Day, I make my wife a nice dinner, yeah. we have a candlelit, uh, candlelit dinner, and then I wake up on February 15th, I elbow in the ribs, I'm like, make me some breakfast. Yeah. You know, it's not like <laughs> no. I do that. And it's even like with New Year's, like New Year's Day to like January 2nd, like you're still keeping that motivation moving forward. I mean, it's just the second, not much has changed within those 24 hours. It's not like a Halloween, I'm spooky. And then the next day on All Saints Day. November you know? 1st, I'm, I'm, well, you know, that's yeah. close. <laughs> so you get so you get my point, right? The, the point is, it is just weird, and it gets weirder. And, it, and if you think about, well, how how do we get this way? How do we get to this point where, um, and it's it's a modern problem. This is like a thirty year old problem mm-hmm. where you go from uh, great to horrible in in now less than twenty four hours because we have people going away from their families to shop on Thanksgiving. And Nicole, here's the weird part, and this is where I'm going to get email, and I don't don't really particularly care. We call it out. Um, People will say, well, we go shopping with our family. Mm. And so we're together. (sighs) The people working in the stores, they're not with their family. So it's great for you that you're with your family and able to, you know, sustain the holiday like that. But those individuals that you're visiting their lovely stores, not the same case. 30 bonus points for you. Thank you. You know, they play like Nat King Cole songs when you're at the yeah. store. It's like chestnuts, some nuts mm-hmm. are roasting and things. Mm-hmm. But they don't mean it because mm-hmm. they've got their employees working there on Thanksgiving Day. So I'm not saying call for a boycott, but I would say this. If you wonder how we got here and and you participate in those things, yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's do this. And, and of course, as always, Nicole, yes. answer honestly. Yes. You don't have to agree with me. Okay. Uh, I like that I always say that because it seems loaded. Yeah. Doesn't it? <laughs> yes. You're <laughs> like, I know this question that I'm about to ask you. Okay. <laughs> when you think of the United States. Yeah. Uh, and you think about consumers in the mm-hmm. United States. Is the word greed um, an appropriate word to use um, if an outsider was looking at our culture and consumers, do you think greed is somewhere on the spectrum of appropriate? Oh, it's so, because greed is just, it feels like such a potent word. Oh. On, you know, on some spectrum, yes, just because we are very much so, especially millennials, a lot of us have to have that next thing as technology just keeps evolving. And I think that's part of just my generation is that we have been so surrounded completely by just you know always that next best thing keep rolling out but at the that's same that's a time, good point too yeah you. the upgrade you yeah. know everyone wants the upgrade everyone knows when they get to upgrade to the new whatever phone they're getting like Can, let me redefine greed then yeah it's more worried about what you don't have yes yeah i mean that's america yeah oh yeah we are consumed with what we don't have now i have this weird theory about this that that you'll get a laugh at okay maybe yeah. I think a lot of this stems from the MTV show Cribs. Yeah. Do you think so? I mean, when we were kind of coming into this whole, we got to have it all. Yep. Like when we kind of hit a stride as a nation of kind of stepping into the most wealth that we'd ever really had. Absolutely. Well, so there was like, and this is going to predate you. You know what? Let's do this. Let's take a break. Okay. And then we're going to come back. We're going to talk about the Kardashians and their relationship to this. Oh. And that doesn't predate you. That's right in your wheelhouse. But we're going to talk about lifestyles of the rich and famous Robin Leach. Did you ever see that show? Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Clearly in reruns. Uh, so we'll do that. Uh, it's the Thanksgiving edition a week early of trying to get your mind around Thanksgiving. How do you keep that gratefulness going? How can Thanksgiving be the launching pad 
of gratitude as opposed to the last hurrah before you go out and make a store worker serve you at midnight uh, the day after Thanksgiving. We'll do all that and more next on The Million Dollar Plan. I'm Pete the Planner. Stop what you're doing. Log on. And hit Pete up on Twitter at Pete the Planner. Question the right of any man to voice his opinion as strongly as any can. But then again, many men are citizens of their own little world, so they ain't really fitting in. I'm in the background blending in, camouflaged by the scenery. Back on the million dollar plan, I'm Pete the Planner. It's the uh, Thanksgiving edition of the show, despite the fact that we're a week early. Are we two weeks early? We're two weeks early. We're really early, but we want you to be. Really thankful. Starting now. We just want you to be thankful. We want you to be filled. A cornucopia of love. (laughs) We're just trying to make sure your thankfulness is filled. Do people use the word cornucopia at at any other time of the year? I don't know, but you said that. I was like, oh, that's a good word. Well, you know what it is. It's that thing. It's that horn looking thing. (laughs) Looks like a bugle. You know, like when you were a kid, did you ever take bugles and put them on your fingers like witch fingers? Yes, absolutely. Uh And then you you know Yep. And sometimes, just on the slight accident, you know, you'd go a little too far in the bugle crunch. And bite your hand. Yep. Did you... Okay, so my... <laughs> this is my <laughs> earliest memory of Christmas, and I'm not kidding. We used to go to my aunt and uncle's house in Columbus, Indiana, and my aunt was sort of a gourmand uh, back in the day. Still very fancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she would serve uh, cr- like a block of Philadelphia cream cheese. <laughs> oh, it's coming back to Philly. This whole show, it's the Philly edition of the show. <laughs> And then she'd put mint jelly, oh. like jalapeno jelly, uh, or mint, or it's a pepper jelly. Um, there was some sort of jelly. I believe it was green. And then bugles is what you would eat it with. So it was, was sort of a bit of classy, a little bit trashy, because you're using the bugles. Because <laughs> you get your bugles in tow. Bugles aren't a classy treat. No. Anything you can stick on your finger and then eat <laughs> off, not a good move. Anyway, uh, how did we get there? I, oh. Cornucopia. Cornucopia. So, uh, <laughs> Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, which I teased before the break. Yes. This was a show back in the day, early 80s, I would assume, um, that, can you look up uh, when that ran yeah. for us? So, it, it, here's the show. It's Robin Leach going around, and you'd see sort of rich and famous people and how they lived. And it was interesting. It was cribs before cribs. Mm. But here was the difference based on how lending was in our country and credit cards and people being able to get underwater that just really was really a non-starter from a bank perspective, meaning you really couldn't get yourself into the trouble that you can you can today by trying to live the lifestyle that you can't live. So it, it was a fantasy. There is no more fantasy when it comes to, to lifestyle because of shows like, which again, sort of an extension of this Kardashian thing. I've literally never seen a second of that show. I don't watch, is it on E? Yeah. I don't watch E. I mean, that'd be a Mm. good place to start. Uh, But I can only imagine that that's brought about this, I want what they have. Oh, they have this, now I want this. And then so much so that, and correct me if I'm wrong, and by the way, I'm so sorry, I'm assuming you know about this show. No, it's okay. Do you know about this show? Yes, I do. Oh, man, that's, 
put that. Can you remind me to talk about that in your review? Yeah, we'll put that down. <laughs> so here's the thing. Aren't they also creating their own product lines? Yeah. And I think that's part of it too. That's what's become what makes them so, you know, dynamic with their audiences is that they're famous for being famous. Yeah. The, you know, they've kind of made this brand for themselves. And I think that's why as people see that, you know, they came from, you know, a moderately upper class family and with just the, everyone says it's who you know these days through their connections, they've built this billion dollar brand. And, and some people are really... Uh I don't know. I can't even say I respect it. And it's not, I'm not beating up on them. I just don't see how that materialism that comes mm -hmm. with that, how that's helpful to anyone. Mm -mm. And, and I think that's sort of the big point of the show today is that if you look at what you have today, Thanksgiving, or even on Black Friday, and you say, man, I wish I had this. And that's the first thing you think about when you think about all the things you have. That's rough. Mm. That's like no way to be. Now, th th I'm not shooting your dreams down or, you know, this isn't gr uh, the gripey old man edition of the show. That was last week. That was last week. Did we get, did we get any response? From, oh, I did get some response. Uh, last week on the show, Nicole, we talked about taking the sweater back. Yeah, we did a live Twitter poll. We did a live Twitter poll. Do we have the resu uh, results of that? Hold on, let me pull it up. Uh, well, by the way, what is the Lifestyles Rich and Famous? When did that start? Oh, 84 to 95. So, yeah, you, you were barely alive. Yep. Barely alive. So when you said you saw it, that was when you humor me when yeah, I that say was something. Thanks that... to VH1. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So so the question was on the show last week: uh, Can you wear an item one time with the, leave the tag on and then take it back? Is that ethical or unethical? I believe Nicole. The Twitter poll said that seventy percent of people said it is unethical to do that. Are you seeing uh, similar information there? I'm pulling it up right now. And I feel like there was hundreds and hundreds of votes. And I actually got some emails, too, uh, that said uh, that is an unethical thing to do. An update, <laughs> I, uh, I did not do that. I, I did not do that. I kept the sweater. You had 89% say unethical, 11% say ethical. Oh, you 89. 290 votes. Oh, my gosh. 290 votes. Yeah. Needless to say, that is, <laughs> that is our listenership. 290 individuals committed to whatever it is we do on this show. So, Nicole, this is where I find us. I find us at a spot, culturally, yes. where we have tolerated, our, our tolerance has grown, I should say, mm -hmm. for unacceptable behavior. Yeah. In many respects. Yes. But especially consumerism. Mm -hmm. Just because it's, it's like everything else. As it's evolved, we've just, our tolerance for that has just followed suit. There was a, in my neighborhood, there's a neighborhood magazine. Oh. I know, ritzy, right? Fancy. And I, there was an ad in this magazine last year, last couple of years. And one of them, was, it was from this uh, construction company. And the ad had a picture of a kitchen and it said, uh, you wouldn't drive a 10-year-old car, so why would you have a 10-year-old kitchen? Oh, no. Do you see what's wrong with that? Yes. Every, besides everything? Besides everything. First of all, I drive a 13-year-old car. I was just going to say, I was like, my car turns 10 in April. And my car, my house, my, my, my kitchen turned 10 last month. I think if we get to this point where uh, perfectly good things are, are, are no longer adequate just mm -mm. because there are newer things, uh, that's a problem. You know, when I rent cars when I'm on the road, and thank God I'm, on, I'm home for the next two months, but when I think, when I, when I rent cars, it's interesting to me that 
I get to see the features that the real people are using these days, <laughs> like an auxiliary cord. Ooh. Yeah. We're the Bluetooth in a car. You live in. I know. And then I think to myself for a hot second. Yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. But I never take it to the step of, hey, I'd, I'd love an auxiliary car accord. So I'm going to buy a 2018 whatever, whatever. My, and that's the thing too. I was thinking about this, about just the whole car situation. And my parents have really rarely like not kept their cars for at least 10 years. That's the, at I'm, least. I know. There's they gonna buy be a new, but. There's going to be a car commercial up, uh, during the break here. Yep. You realize that. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Anyway. Trying to stay grateful during the season is tough. Uh, I would also want to remind you that we begin to say phrases uh, like this. What do I get for someone that has everything? You know, when you go buying shopping for your family in the holiday season yeah. and you and you find yourself, I don't know what to get dad. He's got everything he wants. Do you know what the answer to that question is, Nicole? No. You get them nothing. Nothing. Right? And this is, this is I don't know if it's controversial, but people are going to think I'm a jerk, which isn't. <laughs> Isn't too bad. Uh, (laughs) Here's the thing. If someone has everything, why buy them something else? This isn't about you keeping your money. Like this isn't about your 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 cheap. You want to buy them something. This is this is just a lack of sense. Someone has everything they need. Buy them more. What? There's no logic. That's the most backwards. Like, oh, here you have everything. So here's more things. I, different groups of my family. I don't know. How am I saying that? Different sort of wings. Yeah. Cartels. Wings. That's probably not the right word. <laughs> different <laughs> sections of my family. Factions. Ooh, factions. That's pretty good. We, we've made agreements as to stop buying each other gifts and yeah. all of this. And it's, it, it's a really great place to be. But other factions of our family just keeps going. It's like, hey, do you have gift ideas for Peter this year? Like my wife gets that question. And, and it's like, don't get him anything. Like, I don't, I really don't want anything. And it's not because I don't want you to spend your money on me. Although I don't, it's because I don't want more stuff. I think if you keep accumulating stuff, you keep, uh, your tolerance keeps changing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to tolerate stuff. And that's why in the third segment, we're talking about decluttering, because I, I think that this is all very connected. I think if you've got a cluttered, uh, lifestyle from a things standpoint, a stuff standpoint, it really affects your ability to be grateful. Um, storage units are a perfect example of this. Yes. Nicole, there is a billion dollar industry. That was a billion dollar industry that again. for people to rent a place for their things to hang out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What? And that's like stuff like that accumulates in like your parents' basement and things like that. Like a bunch of the people around me, they're like, oh yeah, I got this stuff. I got to figure out what to do with it. And then we're like, when was the last time you used it? They're like, I don't know. You're just like, then get rid of it. I know. We just clean, We just uh, repainted Ollie's room. Uh, yes. My daughter, my eight-year-old, she had like sort of a nursery color in her room. I don't know what's a nursery color. It was light pink. <laughs> anyway, we painted it. It was 25 bucks. Bought some paint. So you have to clean out her room. So then it's, she's got a bunch of stuff, dude. Yeah. And so we're having this talk with her. It's like, Ollie... Someone else could use this stuff, which we're going to get to here in the next segment. So the next time you think of uh, during the gifting season, whether you go out on Black Friday at 4 a.m. to ruin some worker's life or not, um, and you say to yourself, what should I get so-and-so? They really got everything they want. The answer, my friend, it's blowing in the wind. The answer, my friend, is nothing. Not a darn thing. And I think you should be okay with that. And if, you, if it doesn't feel right, 
talk to them before they don't open anything. <laughs> like yeah. say, look, you know, I got thinking about this. Maybe we should rethink this as a family. And I, I, and I think, you know, we're talking about trying to keep this gratitude going. Another extension of this before we go to the break, you know, sometimes families will do an act of service on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Like they Absolutely. go to a soup kitchen. Do they still call them soup kitchens? I think so. Are they just serving soup? No. Well, anyway. But then what ends up happening is a bunch of people just lined up to scoop soup into a bowl for someone who doesn't have much. And then it's like, well, that's that's a nice act of service, but it it seems a little, you know, superficial, right? How about you keep the act of service going? Why don't you just keep it going through the entire season? Adopt a, I love the adopt a family campaigns, like at a, a church or community center where you can uh, get gifts for them. Yeah. Although if we're being in the, in the spirit of transparency... That, that story after the break. But you know what? The next break, the next segment is so positive. I don't know if I want to taint it, no. but I will. But I will. Oh, no. But I will. I'm going to tell you a story about when I delivered gifts. <sighs> That's all next. On the Million Dollar Plan, I'm Pete the Planner. Mr. Kinetic, Rusty Redenbacher, ATFU, Snaptown, yeah. Cashing in like the end of the game at the casino. I lean so the glare of the rear view don't hit me. Swiftly through the avenues and boulevards. Old soul playing on my speakers. Old soul but young and age of lost player. Not from the Himalayas. Back on the Million Dollar Plan, the gratitude edition of the show. We're talking Thanksgiving before it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's so trite, Nicole, to only talk about Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving. I agree. It's also the holiday that gets shafted. Yeah. Like, like people's Christmas, I'm not hating on people that already right. have their Christmas trees up and I've listened to Christmas music because I love Christmas. You have listened to Christmas music? I have not. No, I'm not. Oh, okay. You know. Okay. Don't. Given the. You're listening to all your computer music. Yes, always. Yeah. Um, But it does. It kind of gets, it gets shadowed because people are already having all their Christmas stuff out. You it, know? Have you noticed when when you're talking, if you're watching PeteThePlanner.tv, when Nicole talks, my eyes go to the doorknob. <laughs> Of my uh, of our studio because I know that she's on the other side of that door in the control room. <laughs> like how caveman is that? <laughs> that when I hear your voice, I'm like, she is through that door. <laughs> I just look at the doorknob. Like right now, you're laughing. I'm looking at the doorknob. I am a oh, monkey. No, it's so. When I die in years oh. from now, they find my bones. <laughs> They're gonna say, I think this is the missing link. I think this is the, the like, goddess from monkey to human. I think it's me. Maybe. Oh. Anyway, where was I going? Oh, uh, delivering gifts. Oh, yeah. So I just say uh, the secret angel programs through churches and things, yeah. and you adopt a family, take them stuff. Um, what I'm about to say, I'm not, I don't know, I'm just going to say it. I, one year I went with my church and started delivering gifts to people that were on the tree and all these sorts of things. It was great. You go to neighborhoods you probably don't really go to and knock on the door and you say, hey, Merry Christmas or whatever holiday you celebrate. And uh, it was interesting 
But, but what was fascinating is you try not to get caught up in the people's choices. Nicole, and this is where it gets the really slippery slope. Yeah. Right? Like what sort of electronics are in the place mm-hmm. and how many other churches adopted that same family. So, and, 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 and this could be, probably is, an isolated incident. Right. Yeah. Where where the place I went, they said, yeah, just put them in the corner. And then there were like clearly two other places that had done this. Oh, my God. And you get kind of weirded out by yeah. it and sort of, you know, disenchants the entire process. But I would just say this ultimately. Uh, and this is sort of the attitude I've adopted recently. Yes. If that's someone's decision or that's what the sort of the, the scheme they're pulling. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to be mad at that person. I just feel sad for that person. Yeah. Right? That's. I mean, that's where you're at with it. That's the only way you can really go about it, you know? What good is there is saying, turning it into a those people thing? Yeah. Right? There's there's no benefit for anyone no. if it turns into they're the problem. Like, I feel sorry for them. That's, mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. Anyway, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> we're going to talk about how to bring gratitude. This whole show is about gratitude. So this whole show is about gratitude, and I'm ripping on people that to take three churches' gifts. Yes. Anyways. How, how to get gratitude by decluttering your life. Okay, Nicole, I want you to picture your closet. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it? Yep. You were probably there this morning. I was, just a couple hours. Grabbing ago. cloths. Ugh, all the cloths. And you look in your closet. Mm-hmm. It's probably some shirts. Yep. Right? Probably quite a few shirts. Quite a few. Now... Do you think if you added another shirt, mm-hmm. like you probably will add it, will you get a shirt between now and the end of the year? Yes. How many shirts do you think? Let's, you know, take I, it easy. I know. How many shirts do you think you'll get by the end of the year? With Christmas yeah. factored in. Yeah, everything. Like, shirts, sweaters, anything that goes on the, your torso. 10, 10 to 15? 10 to 15. Yes. That number was higher than I expected. Really? It was. But here, I guess we should also point out that you're also building your professional wardrobe. Yes. And that's an important point. And just kind of my wardrobe in general, because it's kind of, I've gone from being a college kid and right. having like two stark differences in what I have in my closet to even just being our office, what we kind of wear our wardrobe here. It, you know, we're casual, but still has a little bit of professional nature about it. So <laughs> wait, wait, that's how you would describe us as we some, we have somewhat of a professional nature about us. We wear sneakers. I'm still looking at the door handle. I know you are. What is wrong with me? <laughs> if nothing else, I at least should put like a picture of your face on the door handle. Uh, okay. So, okay. That's interesting, right? So here's yeah. what I want you to do. Okay. And you don't have to agree to this. Okay. I do love these disclaimers. They're really condescending. <laughs> aren't they? I know. You just, whenever you get the disclaimer, it's like the whole, no offense. Yeah, it really kind of is. Like, um. I appreciate your disclaimer. I, I would but... like you to try okay. to go garbage in, garbage out. If you get a shirt, you have to subtract a shirt from your possession. Yes. So if you get 10 to 15 shirts, which is a lot of shirts. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. a shirt load, yeah. right? Uh, I would like you to get rid of 10 to 15 torso pieces. I could that's do that. Really yeah. creepy. Yeah. But I don't, are you feeling it? Yeah. Well, and part of it is too, is we've, I've moved, uh, two times within the past year. Sure. So that's been... Got to avoid the eviction notice. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, it's not funny. It's not true either. Um, But but we've been doing a lot of goodwill runs because of that. So that's been kind of nice too is that has, you know, very inadvertently kind of began our momentum of 
realizing we got a lot of stuff and we don't need as much stuff as we have. So if we're trying to continue this feeling of gratitude that we all feel on, what is it, the fourth Thursday of November? Mm-hmm. Is it the fourth or the third? Uh, I think it's, it's the, the fourth. fourth. I should know these things. I'm like, well, I'm just thinking of like what, where we're at in the November calendar. I don't even know. If you're trying to extend that feeling of gratitude, then a good way to do that is to give away things. Okay. And, and why do I say that? Because then you will be in a situation. Well, well, well let's, let's say you're not getting new shirts. If you give away things, you then have less and you become content with having less. So, so there, there are three scenarios here, right? You get more, you give nothing, you've changed your tolerance for uh, possessions, and now you have more. Now you have excess, right, Nicole? Yes. Then there's a scenario where you get nothing more, mm-hmm. but then you decide to cull, if you will, get rid of um, some things that you don't find necessary that maybe someone else could get some value out of. Now, yeah. some financial people like to say, well, sell that stuff and do this. And that's fine. If you want to get on uh, Jimmy's list or Craigslist, whatever it's called, and you want to get on there or eBay uh, and sell your stuff and, and then use that money to pay off debt, by God, do it. But I will say there's a bigger point here. Sure, debt's bad. There's a bigger point is that you don't need that stuff Sure, sell it, but it's cluttering your ability to be grateful because you got so much stuff. Like if you have a storage locker, it is really hard to be grateful. In my opinion, this is a big statement. It is really hard to be grateful for what you have because you have so much stuff that you pay to store it. I mean, there are people that go overseas or soldiers that uh, military members that that put uh, stuff in storage, but by God. I mean, really, at some point in time, you can't possibly be grateful if you have a storage unit. I don't know. I don't know how you can be. So every year about this time, my challenge to myself, and I'm sharing it with you this year, is how do I take how I feel on Thanksgiving? And by how I feel, I mean ready to vomit because I ate so much. <laughs> uh, how, do I, how do I take that feeling of, man... Life is good. I am really thankful. And I, I'm a, I get my quick tears from my grandfather. You know, if you ever watch the show on PeteThePlanner.tv, you'll see the Pringles can in the background. That's uh, my grandpa's piggy bank. Uh, grandpa Dunn, John Dunn uh, from Speedway, Indiana, he, would, he was a quick crier. Like we'd pray at a family dinner, cry. Hey, Pete, I haven't seen you well, cry. Like I, I get that from him. I cry. I was at my daughter's Veterans Day program the other day. I'm not even a veteran. She's singing the Navy song. She's in third grade to start crying. Why? Right? Like I like, I like the village people and they sing in the Navy. Maybe I was tearing up because of that. Um, but if you want to keep that feeling of gratitude going, you have to act. It's not going to naturally stick around. You have to do something. Now there's a great book. I don't even know what it's called. Let's look it up. Uh, Joshua Becker. Uh, who's been on our show before. He is uh, a guy, a, a minimalist. Like he's one of the, the former, oh, The More of Less is the name of his book. The More of Less. I love the way this man thinks. I really do. He's got a head of hair on him too. I'm looking at his picture here online. You getting, a, you getting a shot of that hair, Nicole? No, I'm not. Check that out. Yeah? A lot of hair. Uh, so Joshua that. Becker's The More of Less. It is a great book about how to to get more out of your life by having fewer things. So that is my mission this holiday season. I hope it becomes yours to keep gratitude going. 
Coming up after the break, we're going to talk about the biggest waste of money of a week. User submission this week, but I'm going to add one too. So two bombs, biggest waste of money of the week. This is The Million Dollar Plan, and I'm Pete the Planner. Every day living through the peace of my soul, I remain whole even in the middle of the pain. Even though my life has the rain, I still remain sane, writing and creating for my life. And my pen is my sword given by the Lord, and I use it to fight the tides of restriction. Sometimes I'm conflicted by myself looking at the trees too much and can't see the forest. Enemies shall inherit the earth, and I want to inherit something, something other than the high blood pressure and diabetes. So work is what I got to do. Stay true to my enemy and water the trees that I sing from and look out for the lumberjacks. Running with the gale force wind at my back. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. This lays great errors to rest. Back on the Million Dollar Plan, I'm Pete the Planner. It's the uh, gratitude version of the show this week. Gratitude episode. This week's biggest waste of money of the week. There's two. We had a user submission, one from on Twitter gentleman by the name of D. Willie, 04 on Twitter, uh, sent me this. The average U.S. household spends $1,000 a year on lottery tickets. There's no way that's true, no first way. of all. No. There's no way. Because I spend zero. I was going to say because I can't tell you. I don't think I've ever bought a lottery ticket. No way that's true. But thanks for the user submission. But there is no There's way. There's no way. No way. Uh-uh. Because anyone that knows mathematics... <laughs> Is not spending a thousand bucks on the lottery, and anyone that doesn't know mathematics probably doesn't have the thousand bucks to spend. Yeah. Uh, also, second bomb of the week is the Pro Ping Pong Paddle. The Pro <laughs> Control Ping Pong Paddle might be the most responsive paddle on the market. Oh. Made using seven layers of pro grade balsa wood, the hard <laughs> surface gives you the feel and control you need to place shots right where you need them. The blade features top of the line Pro XP1 rubbers. <laughs> and the combo of blade and rubber give you the spin, accuracy, and power to dominate your opponent. Every paddle includes two three-star premium balls <laughs> and a box that also serves as a case for storage or, or away games. $97. What? Nicole, what? ping pong is a game. Uh, did I ever tell you my neighbor is a professional ping pong player? Whoa. Different. <gasps> we don't have time for this story. Oh. Professional. I think he plays like black market uh, games in his basement. Like people come over oh all the time God. with probably these paddles. Oh my I'm going to shout them all down. That's all the time we have for this week's show. If you missed any of it, listen to the gratitude episode, go to the podcast. You can find it at PeteThePlanner.com or on iTunes. That's all I got. Send any good vibes because good vibes are all that's in the budget. I'm Pete the Planner and this is the Million Dollar Plan. If you want to be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money like then hit us up at PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. Log on. This is for information purposes only. It's not the Swiss financial planning device. Consult a financial divisor. Released from Everest, the fresh is fresh, and you can call me ET or to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Uh, salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a faraway land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. 
love charm can restore your health. I bring you greetings, uh, salutations. How you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm took me home, filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol, stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed, glide with ease, creating a breeze they call a black hole, event horizon, no rear view concerns. This I adjourn, and beats I burn. This I adjourn, and beats I burn. Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a far away land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, try, can restore your health. I bring you greetings, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it?